Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host. I'm also the business development manager here at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I'm excited to welcome you to today's podcast. Today, we're talking about the best e-commerce strategies to drive and maintain growth in today's inflationary environment. This is a question that a lot of you are asking, whether you're using Shopify, WooCommerce, maybe you're just starting out with an e-commerce business. We're living in a different world. There have been a lot of changes, even in the supply chain world, the world of inflation, the cost of materials, the cost of advertising, the changes we're seeing with the iOS 14 privacy policies. So I'm excited to dive into this conversation. Today's guest, I'm very excited. I'll introduce her to you in a moment, but she's not only a best-selling author and international speaker, but she was actually uh, basically voted one of the top e-commerce, top 30 e-commerce influencers of 2021. So she's going to be here to share her insights. And I'm telling you, she'll probably teach me a thing or two about podcasts because she also has a very successful podcast of her own. Before I introduce her to you, though, I do want to mention that all of this insightful information today is brought to you by Engage. Now, Engage has a brand new app that just launched this year in May of 2022. It is the SMS Messaging for Shopify Stores app. Our app is a fantastic way for e-commerce businesses and Shopify store owners to not only build their customer lists faster, but to increase sales, to save time with automations and promote new products with targeted personalized campaigns. And the SMS app by Engage is the only app with no code support box. So it's very easy to use, very easy to integrate. And to kick off our rollout, we're offering a 30-day free trial. With that free trial, you get 500 free messages. Those are those SMS messaging messages, text to send on mobile devices. And you can go ahead and sign up for a free demo of the app as well by going to ngage.com. That's www.ngage.com. You put in any mobile device, US-based, click the text me box, and it will give you a demo of how our SMS messaging app will work. It's very easy to use. If you're a Shopify owner, you definitely want to give it a try because at this point, SMS messaging has a 98% open rate. So if you're not using SMS messaging, you're, you're missing out on a whole lot of business and you're leaving a lot on the table. So give it a try. Check it out. www.engage.com. Check it out after today's podcast. Okay. Without further ado, I am excited to introduce you to today's special guest. Her name is Chloe Thomas, and she's joining us from across the pond in the UK in the city of Cornwall. She is a best-selling author. I better get ready to start listing with my fingers. She is a best-selling author. She is an international speaker. 
She is the host of both the award-winning e-commerce master plan podcast and the keep optimizing podcast. As I mentioned at the top of the show, she is a top 30 e-commerce influencer of 2021 and her podcasts are regularly included in lists of the top e-commerce and marketing podcasts in the world. Nicely done. Chloe has been in e-commerce since 2003, working client-sided, agency-sided, and advisor-sided as well, working with a wide variety of retailers from high street omni-channel operations to fresh online-only startups, covering international launches, subscription, B2B, and even dabbling in marketplaces. Her specialty is solving e-commerce marketing problems from how to increase new customer acquisition to improving the performance of email marketing newsletters or finding the right new website provider. And I think maybe after this, even helping people find tools like SMS messaging for Shopify, right? From Engage. Fun fact about Chloe, she once worked in the cloakroom of course, in the U.S., we'd call that the coat check at a very famous supermodels engagement party. She has signed an NDA, so she cannot disclose too many of the details. But Chloe, welcome to today's show. Thank you for being our guest expert. And of course, inquiring minds want to know who is this famous supermodel? Well, hello, Marissa. Thank you for, for inviting <laughs> me on your podcast. And um, and apologies for creating such a long intro for you. Um it's kind of, I listen to it and I'm like, whoa, that's, it's been a busy 20 years. A <laughs> little bit busy, a few awards to be had, a few kudos, a couple of very successful podcasts, yeah. and of course, so much experience and insights that you'll be able to share with us today in the e-commerce strategy niche, especially as we talk about right the environment that we're all living in, which is very, very much an inflationary environment. But again, inquiring minds want to know what supermodel uh, engagement party were you a part of? It was Claudia Schiffers. Mm, I think she's beautiful. And yeah. she was a very successful supermodel. She was. It was about, tw- it was, well, it was before I, it was when I was still at uni. So it was uh, probably in the year 2000 or 2001. I suppose I, I could Wikipedia her and tell you when <laughs> right? it was. But, um, but yeah, it was a very long time ago. And tell um, me, and- who, who was she getting engaged to? Um, Matthew Vaughan, who is um, a big film producer, big British Mm -hmm. film producer, hence it happened in the UK. Yeah. I wonder what we should Wikipedia is more, more importantly, is she still married? I think Mm. so. Yeah. Good for her. I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't really get that involved with their wedding. So, you know, (laughs) I haven't kept in touch. Well, your early days in the cloak check, uh, working at an engagement party with Claudia Schiffer, certainly differs from what you're doing now. What, yeah, what, just, what a, what a, what a turn, you know, what a, yeah, what a crazy, you know, like you said, 20 years it's been as you've continued to grow and, and uh, hone in on your e commerce marketing skills and experience. Uh, tell me a little bit about the two podcasts that you have going on now, as we're currently on a podcast from Engage. Sure. So um, there's there's two of them. The oldest one 
the one that's that's been around for seven years now is called e-commerce master plan and on that one each week each monday i release an interview with a different e-commerce business owner so we're exploring why they started their business how they've grown it what they do and since last year we've also got a big heavy slant on um, the path to net zero so carbon neutrality and sustainability so we're talking to loads of really inspiring brands about the small things and the massive things they're doing to uh, to help save the planet essentially uh, and then the other show is the keep optimizing podcast which i launched in 2020 so it's just past episode 100 which is a, a massive milestone and on that one we release an episode every wednesday again it's an interview episode and the, the difference is we are talking to practitioners and experts about different marketing methods. So each month we focus on a different topic and each Wednesday I interview a different expert with a different angle on that topic. So we've just done a month on Facebook ads where we had one person talking about video formats. We had someone else talking about understanding the customer's why and the empathy messages you should put in there. Someone else took us through ad formats. Someone else went deep into founder stories. Um, so we, we give you everything you need to know across a month on each marketing method. I really like that. And I like that your format is very similar to ours, interviewing guest experts mm. in specific niches all throughout uh, the kind of e-commerce and marketing, uh, marketing world, really. I think this is such a great show. We also launch one episode every week it's been fantastic for helping small to mid-sized e-commerce businesses, startups to, you know, businesses that have been doing things, you know, kind of on the up and up and even pivoting during, you know, the pandemic. But I think all these great uh, experts we bring on have really shared a lot about whether it's, you know, the subscription-based model, whether it's how to help with brand loyalty, or as you're going to share today, some really great e-commerce strategies to help uh, help grow and, and get ahead in, in an inflationary time. But, you know, it's, it's just a fantastic way to give, you know, people who are using Shopify or WooCommerce or other e-commerce platforms the tools, the insights, and uh, really the education uh, they need to continue to grow and to pivot yeah. as well. And, it, you know, it's kind of, it shines a light on something that's really hard to get hold of with an e-commerce or, you know, back before, before I started mine seven years ago when there pretty much weren't any e-commerce podcasts, to be able to have a chat with someone else running a brand similar or on the same platform as you was really hard. You know, you had to travel, you had to go and do these things, you had to pluck mm -hmm. up the courage to email them. And now you can just grab your phone, scroll through Apple Podcasts and all your e-commerce podcasts. And you probably will find someone interviewing the type of person you want to talk to, whether it's supplier side, whether it's agency side, whether it's brand side. And it's just it's so cool. And seeing all the different podcasts taking a different angle to it as well, like your show, totally different to mine, mm -hmm. but equally you know, in terms of approach and who you're interviewing and all the rest of it, but still so useful to the audience. It, it's amazing that the choice people have out there now, if they want to dive in, it's brilliant. As large as the world is, it's becoming smaller and smaller every day. So yeah. this is awesome. Well, you're here today to share with us the best e-commerce strategies to, to drive and maintain growth in today's inflationary environment. For those of you watching on our video show, I will pop up our show outline for you. 
For those of you listening on the podcast, I'll read this through for you. But today, Chloe's here, as I mentioned, to talk about the best e-commerce strategies. We're talking about driving and maintaining growth in today's inflationary environment. And the four key insights that Chloe wants to share with us start with cutting back to your best marketing channels. So Chloe will share some tips and insights on exactly what that means. Chloe will share with us how to invest enough in customer retention, how to create promotions that protect your margin and rightfully titled, because I know that her podcast really talks about this, she's going to talk about how to keep optimizing. So Chloe, without further ado, you are our guest expert. I'm going to let you take it away, but let's start out with this idea that we need to cut back to your best marketing channels. What exactly do you mean by that and how do we do that? Well, yeah, this is the controversial one, I think. There's a lot of debate raging at the moment on LinkedIn about how you do this and why you shouldn't do this and why you should do this. So uh, it's worth, it's definitely worth starting with and it's definitely worth clarifying because one of the biggest mistakes you can make in inflationary times, in recessionary times, in times where it's harder to sell is to cut back too much of your marketing. So, you know, I've I've been through recessions, et cetera, in the past where businesses have struggled to come out of it because by cutting back too much of their marketing, they hadn't they, they kind of destroyed their future growth. Because if you're not recruiting new customers and you're not making new people aware of your business this year, you're going to have a harder job next year. So you've got to get out with a side of caution on this. What you what you do need to do, though, is to look and go, get really, really clear on which marketing methods are important to the business. And they might be top of funnel brand awareness building, as well as being, you know, bidding on uh, your Google shopping campaigns and those pieces that have the really, really high conversion rates. So look across your marketing mix, across those stages of the purchase journey and go, right, which is essential? Which bits do I need to double down on and get really, really good at, get really good at optimizing, get really good at building? And then focus in your skill and your team on those and make sure you're, you're making those work as hard as possible for you. And those bits which are a bit more peripheral, which maybe you love, but you can't back up why you love them. Um, those are the ones you need to, to take more of a cold, hard angle at because we're both looking at stretching our budget further to make the most of it, but also stretching our team's time and energy. So as they're focusing in the right places. And if you've got slightly fewer channels, it's easier to do them better. And when it comes to making that decision, right, we're making our list. Are we using analytics? Are we using like Google Analytics? Are we using, um, you know, information we have from the funnel and where those customers are coming from and how much they're spending? What tools would you suggest that we kind of count on or look at first when we're trying to make that call? Maybe we're not sure. Maybe we're like, well, we're on, we're on a, Instagram and we're on Facebook. We have ads here, but we don't have ads here, but we have engagement. I, I mean, where do you start when it comes to making that decision? Well, that's like three podcasts, but um, I know, right? I'll give, I know, I'll give I you know. the quick the quick answer is whatever you've got your attribution tracking on, that's where I start with. Okay. So you'll be looking at your Google Analytics, you know, for where where the traffic's tracking through from. You'll be looking at your Facebook ad account, your Google Ads account, where they're also giving you the data. Looking at what is at the closer end of the buying stage, you know, because you've got making people aware, convincing them, and then they come through and purchase. So looking closer in at pure ROI, return on investment, cost per acquisition, et cetera. Um, but 
if you turn off everything at the, the top end, so potentially kind of like brand story advertising, potentially some of your, your more um, softer social media, more storytelling aspects, maybe the PR side of things, which is very hard to track. You turn all of that off, you're going to see the, the, the performance degrade further down the line. So it mm. becomes a little trickier, but, but I guess basically, and this could be the same for all of the tips I'm going to give you today, you've got to be a better marketer. You've got to do the basics, the fundamentals of marketing better in times like these and really justify those decisions. And you're certainly not doing stuff just because the boss likes it. Um, you've got to make better decisions than that. And it makes sense, too, that if we focus on doing less but doing it better, I mean, that's across the board, whether it's a hobby or, you know, something you're doing in your personal life, but with marketing, too, being casting a net that's a little bit too wide and trying to be everywhere doesn't necessarily mean success. We, we've talked about this before. It's important to be where your customers are, right? Yeah. Um, yes, maybe you do want to have an email campaign, uh, but how much are you going to invest in your email campaign when you know maybe the open ratio is only 20% versus the 98% open rate right now on SMS messaging, right? Maybe you feel like you need to be in both places, but let's talk about like you said, looking at the statistics, looking at the metrics, figuring out what really makes the most sense, and then going a little bit harder, spending a little more, spending a little more time and effort on what obviously is giving you the best results. Well, exactly, which brings us nicely onto that second thing you mentioned I was going to talk about, which is putting enough investment into your customer retention, which is heavily around your SMS and your email channels. I am not just saying this because I'm on the Engage podcast, but if you're not yet building and testing your SMS activity, this is a really good year to be doing it. <laughs> um, it is, it's the marketing method that you should be giving a go to this year. You will almost certainly see it drives results for you and that customers are considerably more willing to, uh, to receive SMS messages than you think they are. The really important thing to do, though, I will give this warning, um, which hopefully you would agree with, Marissa, tell me if I'm wrong, because you know more about SMS than I do, is do not copy and paste your email marketing activity onto SMS. Ooh. It's a different channel. It needs to be treated differently. So don't just go copy and paste. It's obviously shorter messages, but it's a very different channel. So you need to treat it properly. That um, is a great tip, because even from my own personal consumer-based um, experience, I have been getting SMS messages lately that will be like two or three message blocks all at once. I can almost pull one up. I won't show. Oh, that's awful. It. Yeah. Let me actually pull this up. Uh, let's see. Now it's got a picture. Let me not pull that one up. I mean, can we talk about how long that is? That's Whoa. not what I want for an SMS message. Not at well, all. No, they should be sparse. They should be timely about something urgent, about something you're excited to receive a text about, which a lot of the email newsletters are more about story building and emotion building, etc. And SMS is a different type of channel. So yeah, you've you've got to go and learn how to do SMS. Don't just copy and paste. And and when I said that, I meant like your campaign structure and your flow structure, not the oh, actual right. content, but yeah. Definitely don't copy and paste the content. And also, I think timing is very important. So I signed up to receive texts from this specific company last night at 8.58 p.m. So I got the welcome text. I got a code. 
I also got another text saying, don't forget this, that, and the other. So I'm like, okay, there's three. This morning at 8.58, oh no, this was last night. Hang on, I'm actually, no. So this was last night. So I got three texts right away that were like, okay, I get, I get why the first two needed to happen. The third one seemed redundant and silly. And then five minutes later, I got another one like, hey, okay, let's also do this. And it was just like, don't tell me what to do. Like, it, it was Chill. aggressive. Yes. It was Chill. like, yes, I want text. Yes, I want to get that 10% or 20% off code. But give me a minute. You know, like sometimes also people know they want to shop on a website, but maybe they're not even shopping in that moment. But they're like, yeah, okay, let me go ahead and sign up for the messages. Let me go ahead and snag this code. So that way later when I come back and I have more time. So I just think a lot of companies are getting a little overbearing, a little overly aggressive. Mm -hmm. You're right. It's a different medium. You need to be short, sweet, to the point. You don't want to take advantage of, you know, if you've got someone opening that message and you've got their eyes, you need to figure out the most important information they need that will turn them on, that will, you know, a CTA that will call to action for them to do something, not bombard them with exactly things copied out of an email or a lot of text or all these like instructions or orders to do this and do that because no one wants to be told what to do so exactly work against you (laughs) um and the thing is you know your your retained customers the customers have already bought from you they have the most trust in you they love you the most they're the cheapest ones to get to buy again so it's really important we need to pay attention to them at times like this they're also the ones which i find a lot of businesses just go we did something on retention. It'll it'll be all right. But now you need to actually go, what should we be doing on retention? Which starts with going, right, how many past customers have we got? And what's a reasonable expectation of them buying again? Because the thing about your retention, your ability to drive sales from retention marketing is there's a ceiling to it because you're not you're highly unlikely to get 100% of your past customers from the last three years buying again this year. So there's a limit to how much you can make via it. Therefore, there's a limit to how much effort and money you should be putting into it. But the great thing about retention marketing is the great majority of it is um, automated sequences. It's your email, it's your SMS, and it's going to build a better relationship with them. So it's, it's really important to do it and to do it right because you can lose a lot if you do it wrong, the examples we've just been talking about. But that's an area you need to go, you know, if you go, right, we're going to drive 500,000 this year via that via retention, you should definitely be willing to invest 50 to 100,000 in to build those flows and to get it all correctly working for you. So, um, so do not neglect your retention marketing because it's really going to help you out with some great ROI sales this year. Fantastic. Well, I think that brings us to our very next point. I see how you have uh, really organized these talking points so well, because one really does flow right into the next. Creating promotions that protect your margin. Well, yeah, this is the other one. We need to we need to keep our money. And this is something I've been banging on about for a very long time, because I find often brands just go, let's just do 20 percent off everything. Let's just, what are we going to send out next week? Or let's do an email that's buy one, get one free on everything. And you're just like, why? What? What's the purpose of that? So for me, every promotion um, exists to get the customer to do what you want them to do as cheaply as possible. There's various parts to that. One of them is the customer. So which customer are we talking to? Sometimes that's where it starts. Maybe you're going, oh, 
retention. We've never done anything on retention. Um, so who, how are we going to get our first time buyers to buy again? How are we going to get our lapsed buyers to buy again? So customer sometimes comes first. Sometimes what you want them to do comes first. So it might be you've got an overstock of something that's summer related. And, um, you know, this is going out in, uh, in July. So we're coming towards the end of summer. Now's the time to try and get rid of that summer stock, turn it into cash to fund whatever you're doing in the winter. So maybe you're going, we've got too many bikinis. We need to sell them. Well, then don't do 20% off everything. Do buy one, get one free or buy one, get one half price or mm. two for 60 pounds instead of, two, instead of 40 pounds each on your bikinis which is both encouraging the multi-buy and shifting the thing you want to shift. And then we've got what the actual promotion is. And it's too easy to just go, oh, we'll just do a free free delivery. We'll just do 20%. We'll do this. Run the numbers. Test on your audience. See what they respond to. Um, free delivery generally has a bigger impact compared to the amount it costs you than a, than yes. a percentage discount. Yes. A, a 5 $5 generally has more impact than 5% because humans find it easier to understand a dollar or a pound amount than they do a percentage. Um, and weirdly, if you do other things like give money to charity for them or plant a tree for them, sometimes that can drive a better response and cost you less money than doing the other things or even a free gift if you come up with a great free gift idea. So get creative, but run the numbers before you send the email, before you send the SMS. Use things like FOMO, urgency, scarcity to get that impact. But at times when your costs are going up and consumers' costs are going up, so they've got less money to spend, you really, really need to put the time into constructing promotions. So as they get the customer to do what you want them to do at the right price for you. So, um, so yeah, definitely get the spreadsheet out. Get testing some different promotional ideas and make sure you're making them really work hard for you whilst protecting as much margin as you can. Those are great examples you gave. Even just the bikini one makes so much sense because... It's true if you kind of, again, cast the net out wide and just say, oh, 20% off everything, you, I feel like you'll you lose a little bit of control. And mm -hmm. um, like you said, if you don't run the numbers first, then you don't really know if what you're doing is going to benefit your margins or hurt your margins. You don't want to end up giving away a lot of stuff for free uh, yeah. at an expense. Uh, you want to, of course, build the loyalty. You know, you brought up the, uh, charity aspect of it too, which I think is interesting because on a previous show, we had Andrew, uh, Andrew Foreman, I believe was his last name from the company Gives, G-I-V-S. Oh, yeah. And they have a wonderful program to help e-commerce businesses set that exact program up where, you know, maybe you get a 10% discount, but that 10% goes to a charity of your choice. So, you know, there are so many great ways to build brand loyalty, help build your story help to uh, get your message out there and help your consumers feel like you care about giving them a good deal without just saying, hey, 25% off everything on the website. Which, yeah, it, it's yeah. too easy. It's lazy. It doesn't achieve the results you want. And it starts training your customers to expect endless discounts. I mean, there's, there's a brand over here in the UK called uh, Snag Tights who are kind of one of our big D2C success stories. And they had a, a cash flow crisis at the beginning of lock, you know, the COVID pandemic. And what they ended up doing was they did a buy one, 
pay us for two pairs today. We'll send you a pair of tights today and then we'll send you another pair of tights in six months time ready for the winter. That will be an exclusive design that we create specifically for everyone who helps us today, which solved their cash flow crisis, didn't cost them any margin at all and gave their customers a great deal and made their customers feel like they were helping save the company. So, that, so be creative, be creative, and you can you can achieve amazing things by getting the, the offer right. And I think that's a great example that you shared, but you know, pay for two now, get one now, get something curated for you in the future. By the time that customer gets those tights, it feels like a surprise. They've already forgotten they've paid it. Paid it. It's almost like a little Christmas or a holiday treat on your doorstep that you know you did pay for, but it feels like it was a gift because it happy paid so long ago. So that also feeds into like the emotional reaction of someone receiving an item from your company. So can't, you can't forget the emotional side of things. You know, you can't. Subscription-based uh, programs are so great because even though you know you're paying for it, you also know that it's such a fun surprise when something arrives and you've kind of forgotten. Oh yeah, that's right. I did sign up to get this every month or every six weeks. Oh, or I needed this. I just ran out. Oh, it's so great. I don't have to go online and worry about it. Here it is. Cause I signed up for subscriptions. It's, it's uh, a nice little, it feels like a treat, even yeah. though it is something that you've paid for. So the emotional aspect of it also is certainly something that I think consumers get excited about. Definitely. And the, the subscription businesses are great ones to watch if you want some ideas and some inspiration around promotions because they are they seem to test more than the average e-commerce business and optimize more with what they're doing with their promos. So they're well worth keeping an eye on. I love this. I love your examples. You give really great uh, examples to help us understand your points. So thank you so much. Let's end with, again, this is the perfect kind of bullet point to end on because it is a lot of what your podcast uh, really focuses on, but this idea that you want to keep optimizing, what exactly are the, would you say the, the key, the key ways that you can keep optimizing in order to continue growing and uh, really kind of beating this inflationary world? Sure. So as well as being the name of my podcast, Keep Optimizing is my own personal mantra, uh, both because I have a habit of trying to make things too perfect you know, and sometimes you just got to get it out there and see what happens. And also because I see so many brands um, still, this hasn't changed in 20 years, still doing things like putting Google Shopping live and just leaving it and never going back in, in and looking at it. And the key to success in every marketing channel, every website, every business is to constantly be looking for what is working well and how can we do more of it? What is working badly and how can we do less of it or make it work? Optimization is that simple. Find the bad, bad stuff, fix it or stop it. Find the good stuff, make it better, make it bigger. And that goes for all your marketing channels. You know, you should, you should be looking at them and going, right, based on how much we're doing in each one, should we be looking at this daily, weekly, monthly? And make sure you do it. Log in, look at the numbers, learn how to optimize. You're going to be tweaking different things on different platforms. Like I said earlier, you know, in these times, we have to be better marketers. And one of the ways you get to be a better marketer, a better business owner, is by continuous optimization, or as I like to say, keep optimizing. Um, so, yeah, that, it's as simple as that, really. Look for the good, make it even better, do more of it. Look for the bad, 
and stop doing it or make it work. And I think there's been so many changes, just to add on to what you shared, there's been so many changes, especially over the last two years, that, you know, some we were not expecting, some we weren't expecting as quickly, some situations over the last two years have really been like, holy cow, like this, we just achieved in two years what most people would have done in 10 if if we yeah. didn't, you know, weren't faced with some of the things that have happened in the last two years. So I think it's important to also, you know, keep the conversations happening with your, you know, team. Communication's incredibly important. I think finding a great podcast like the Engage Digital Marketing Podcast or your podcast, Chloe, Keep Optimizing. You know, there's so much information out there. And one thing we've talked about too is do what you're best at and remember you you don't have to do everything. Yeah. You know, look for people who specialize in something that you are doing and 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 use those people, use their knowledge, use their experience, hire a digital marketing agency to help you with your social media. Because at the end of the day, you can't be a CEO and a founder and also be running the analytics while creating the online, you know, Facebook or Instagram campaigns and, you know, looking at how those are work, you know, like it's important to strategize and also to spread the responsibilities uh, and spread them out to the people that can help you the best and use the right technology. There's so many apps out there that integrate very well with Shopify. So I think you need to not be afraid of you know, getting help where you need it so you can be most efficient and you can look at what's working and look at what's not working and uh, be able to, like you said, do more of what's working and less of what's not. Oh, completely. And you optimize everything from as the owner, what you're spending your time on through the product, through the marketing channels, through how the team structured, who the team are, insourced, outsourced. It's every level of the business. Um, but not every level of the business every day. Some of it's yearly, some of it's quarterly. Uh, you know, you've got to get the right rhythm going and you'll only work that out the more you do it. My acting teacher always said, the more you do, the better you get. So it is across the board, no matter what you're speaking of. And hey, speaking of that, best-selling author, international speaker, award-winning podcast host, clearly you know what you're doing. You do it well, and I appreciate you sharing your time and insights with our audience here at Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. Thank you so much today for being our expert, Chloe. Oh, it's love. It's been lovely to be here, Marissa. Thank you for inviting me on, and I hope that some of what we've said has resonated with your audience and given them some tips and tricks to to make this coming year a lot more straightforward for them. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for having having me on your show. Absolutely. Now, speaking of tips and tricks. I do want to share that Chloe is, you know, I, I'm going to call her Chloe, the queen of e-commerce. She has a lot going on. So she is somebody I think that you should reach out to and connect with. If, you know, some of the things she said today are resonating with you, or even if you now have more questions about how to better achieve some of the, uh, you know, some of the strategies that she shared. So to connect with Chloe, you can do that on LinkedIn, and the easiest way is to search Chloe Thomas, and that's C-H-L-O-E Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, e-commerce. That's how you can find and connect with Chloe, and as I always mention, if you connect with one of our guests, please always use the courtesy of dropping a message as well. Let them know that you heard them on the Engage Digital Marketing Podcast 
And of course, introduce yourself and let them know why you're connecting with them. And I think also, I want to share your your uh, website because there's a lot going on there. People can find out more about your podcasts and everything that you're doing really in your business. And that website is going to be e-commerce master plan, all one word, e-commerce master plan.com. Chloe, what can our audience find on your website? Yeah, well, on the website, just like Marissa said, um, you can find our both our podcasts, You'll find details of my books and whatever else we're up to. We're in the process of, of tweaking things and changing things around a bit at the moment. So, um, so come to the website, sign up to our emails, and uh, we will. Uh, you'll find out more later. Can't tell you more now. More things coming. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Chloe, thank you for sharing some of the best e-commerce strategies to drive and maintain growth in today's inflationary, crazy world. I think uh, my biggest takeaway from from what you shared is really. Um, two two big things was my takeaway. The first, and we've talked about this in the past, but it's 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 that it is much less expensive to maintain and uh, keep a current customer, right? And uh, you know, really, I don't want to use the word exploit. That's not the right word, but to really bolster and boost and um, hmm, what's the word? I don't want to say exploit, but to drive sales right from your current customers than it is to go out and try to find new customers. So I think that was just a, a great reminder to invest in your current customers. And I like that you shared when it does come to promotions, protect your margin. That was a big, a big takeaway for me. Don't just say, okay, discount codes on everything or buy one, get one free on everything. Strategize that because if you don't protect your margins, you know, you're also creating, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a lot more work for yourself. And if the supply chain issues continue to be a problem, and if, you know, products and materials continue to be inflated, you have to think about the fact too, Chloe, that you're now selling off product that maybe cost you less at a discounted rate, and it's going to be more expensive for you to go and replace that product. So that's another reason why you need to be very strategic in how you do your discounts and your promotions. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, oh. it's uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting time to be running the numbers, and they definitely need to be run regularly. Well, thank you so much again for sharing your insights. Congratulations on all of your awards and success, and your recent 100th episode of one of your podcasts. We're getting there too. I think we're get, we're I think you're going to be episode 85, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 85. Oh. So we're creeping on 100 episodes of Digital Marketing Intelligence. So keep listening for all the great strategies and expert insights and experiences that can help you grow your Shopify brand. Chloe, thank you again so much. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your summer and 2022. Thanks, Marissa. It has been a pleasure chatting with you. So thank you so much for letting me come on your show. You as well. And thank you again. Talk about an e-commerce expert. I feel like Chloe is an e-commerce expert to like the 10th power. Between being an international speaker, a best-selling author, her two podcasts, all the experience she has, both from an agency side and a client side, and also just as an advisor, I think she shared some really great tips to help you understand how to grow and maximize your growth, even in this inflationary world that we're in. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's podcast. And a quick reminder, if you're interested in learning more or hearing our previous podcasts, you can find those podcasts at www.engage.com forward slash podcast dash library. 
We are episode 85 right now. We're coming close to celebrating our 100th episode. And every episode that we've had in 2022 really does have a Shopify and an e-commerce focus. So if that is you, if that is where you are looking to grow your brands and continue to grow your e-commerce business, you have found the perfect podcast to help you do it. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining me for today's show. And also just a quick reminder to check out our newest app. It's Engage.com. You can check out our SMS messaging for Shopify app. And it's a great way. You heard Chloe mention it. It's a great way to reach your current customers, reach new customers, and really put in those personalized automated campaigns and really personalize the experience for your customers. So make sure you check that out at Engage.com. Sign up for the free trial and get 500 free messages to take for a test drive. All right, you guys, it's been a pleasure to have you join me today. We'll see you next time on Engage Digital Marketing for Shopify Ask the Experts. Have a great day, everybody.